0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV.
1: It's lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Brought to you by the extraordinary Isuzu MUX. Go your own way with the 3 liter Isuzu.
2: And welcome to Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to leave. You can have your say. You set the agenda. Plenty to talk about after the first three games of the National Rugby League. The call line 1300 01 11 Text... 0457 736 736. Tweet at 1170 SEN. Hello to those listening through 1170 SEN in Sydney. 16.20am on the Gold Coast through SEN and on your digital radio, of course, in Brisbane on SENQ. Maybe you're listening via the app, maybe belatedly via the podcast. Have your say. one one 1170 Uh, Off the back fence, he comes in again last week at the Sydney Cricket Ground. This week, who had a stirring call on NRL Nation on Thursday night. The Bunnies who almost came back and Spud was all fired up. Uh, But Spud Carroll, good afternoon to you.
3: Great to be back. I I feel like I'm uh, John Laws because yeah. i got the cans on. Yeah. i went to see, see that little mic. You know, when you're calling a game, you got a little mic, but I've got the big fella in front of me, haven't yeah, you?
2: Yeah, yeah. And oh, the big fella it, opposite you is not just a mic. He is a big-time comedian filling in for Carl Barron <laughs> or setting up Carl Barron only weeks ago. It is the great Steve Philp. Uh, Philp, uh, big good-day.
4: Good, mate. And you said filling in. Now, that... Um Imagine that you go to, you go to see Carl Barry. Oh. You spend a hundred bucks. <laughs> hundred bucks on a ticket. Yeah, and I walk out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, what, are you worried about getting hit today? What, what's going on here? Well,
4: yeah, mate. I'm so pumped about. I've I've known you, yeah. sugar, for a while now, uh, and oh, I love your work. But, mate, look at across here at Spud, Car-off, I love your work. But yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, I'm a bit starstruck, mate. To be honest, like, Oh, yeah? And, oh really? You know the thing is because I well, you, everyone remembers Spud. As you just said before, <laughs> coming off the back fence, mm. headgear, yeah. on, right? And so when I got here and I met him, it didn't really feel like Spud because <laughs> you know it's Beaver Menzies, yeah, Like headgear. Jared Croker, you'd walk past that bloke in the street, yep. If you didn't, if you didn't even have his headgear on, you'd be like, oh, that's Jared Croker. <laughs> yeah. So Spud, like, yeah. I don't know if you're the real Spud. Um, and what I've brought here, mate, is. I figured I've got some headgear. I understand that people are driving and, or whatever, and then I'm probably not listening. Um, probably not, you know, it's not, it's radio. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. but Spud, if you could just, I, I don't think I could do this show without you <laughs> having headgear on. So, mate, do you mind every time you talk to me, just take this headgear? Yeah. Yeah, done. Whack it yeah.
3: on. Yeah. Double XL is it? Yeah, it's a decent size. You're not the only person who says something about that. They meet me and they go, mate, you're not a bad bloke, although you're a dog. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) on the field, a lot of people didn't like me. Yeah, um, but you you can't be like on the field, off the field. Imagine me off the field if I was like on the field.
2: I'm just going through the background here. Gee, this is very, very different. Gee, she's tight, Joel. She's yeah, tight. Yeah, tight yeah, no, yeah. It looks good put, on you, Spud. I'm it looks good her- on you. I'm going on. I'm it going looks on. very good I'm on, on your hair. you um, you're you're I'm on. <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> <He's going> on. <laughs> I'm just having a look at the resumes here. <laughs> <laughs> He's got <going> it on. Come Have a look at it. Mate, I've been asked to do, yeah. been asked to do something. You'll need a photo of that, Philpy. 1-300-01-1170. But just going through the very different resumes here. So, Spud Carroll, 185 NRL appearances, seven state of origins. 11 test matches for Australia, the colossal fights with Paul Harrigan, Steve Philp, starred in a kid stage show including Barney the dinosaur, Blinky Bill, uh, well. and formerly formally, yeah. the understudy, Not he wasn't the person, he was the understudy to Captain Feathersword.
4: Yeah, so, Mate, that's quite the resume, isn't it? Yeah. it uh, what, maybe I should whack the Feathersword on like Spud's got the headgear yeah. here. <laughs> maybe that's my I just go. love Blinky
2: Bill. Yeah. Blinky there was something, something charming about Blinky Bill, wasn't there? Uh, mm. Boys, let's let's just dive into the games we've seen so far. Spud, you called the Storm vs. Rabbitohs. Now, I was watching the game and I had the SEN app on. I was listening to yourself, Noddy and Jimmy. By the way, very, very good call. I thought the mm. dynamic was very good there. It was a terrific call. And I went to bed at 14-0, but I kept the app
3: nearby and they made it to golden points, Do you bud. believe it? Do you believe it? I just The game changer for me, Joel, was when... Um, Jesse, I think one of the one of the brothers did a chip kick. Yeah, and they were saying, I oh, want a great kick!" And, and Latrell Mitchell was that slack, and he was that. Man, some days he's on fire, but he can be really slack yeah. as a player. And he went across. He knocked the ball on, but he, they're saying he took out Munster. There's no one in the he took out Munster. That was a game changer. That yeah. would have been twenty zip. Was, was that, that the,
2: ne- was that the Jeremiah tri- try. Was that
3: when he scored and they took it off him? That's the one. Yeah. Next set of six, they went up the other end. Next thing, Melbourne Storm, boom, one, ten, 10 in the bin. Yeah. They didn't score in that last 10 minutes, but then they got done for a game before, five minutes before full-time. My God, they did really well to get out of that game. Yeah, so what was your takeaways? Uh, you know, do you, are you, South finished off
2: okay, are they still in the picture, or are you are putting a red pen through them? Melbourne Storm, uh, no Christian Welsh, they fell away at the end, which is unlike Melbourne Storm. There were excuses. What mm. was your sort of takeaways?
3: We'll go first to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I've always been um, amazed at the production line they have down there, Joel. Yeah, They've got clones of every every player. Yeah. You know, they lose Smith. They put in Harry Grant. What a game he had! Yeah, Mate, he had 150 running metres from dummy half. His dummy half works fantastic. Um, why they had him as a goal kicker at the start? I got no idea. Um, Pat is the normal kicker, so they, they, they could have been like I said. They could have been twenty odd nil at half time. I think the the thing with the south that I'm worried about. Is their signature move was their backline play yeah. precision, bang bang bang. But mate, they were tippy. I've never seen so many drop balls in my gu- in, a, in in my life watching South Sydney. They're they're um they just, they're just in. It was like it was their first training session. They're that clunky.
2: Can I just say this, bud? And this won't be a, a popular opinion, maybe for some, but I, I just felt. I don't think Latrell was anywhere near his peak fitness. No way. And 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 people get cranky about this, but I don't think he was anywhere near his peak fitness. I and he's a great player, and and he's still not even being anywhere near his fitness. He can still come up with big plays because he's so powerful yeah. and the skill he has. He's just immense as an athlete, right? But to my point is this: that you know he cost him last year, missing out on all yeah. those finals, yeah. misses out on a grand final. Are you not sort of indebted to to the club to be coming back at your absolute peak? I've got to agree with you.
3: He's had mo- he's had multiple, multiple weeks to get fit. He should be flying. Like, he yeah. should come back and we should be talking to him as the, the like, the next draw But he's just, he's just so slack. I just think I can't believe how slack he is in, in not doing that. Like, he's come back. He's overweight. That's like, yeah. oh, I'll be straight up. You know, it's nothing worse when he's probably carrying an extra couple of kilos, and it's going to take him a while to get that off because, you know, running game, running metres um, – also, I was really disappointed with their um their kicking game. Yeah, you know, if they had, they say you know no Adam Reynolds, he, he would have kicked all those goals. Yeah, but their kicking game was it just wasn't there. One kick out in the full. I didn't see one repeat set of six, whereas yeah, you know, South usually have three with Adam Reynolds there. Always. next
4: week. I live down in uh, Rabbitohs territory. Yeah. and you know what they're like. They're they're nuts. They love their footy. Yeah. and I heard this this week. You know, they go Bellamy's five hundredth. Yeah. They said that was a rort, like it was all rigged. Like, <laughs> oh. and, you know, my son uh, started out as a rabbits fan, not because he likes her rabbits, it's just because he only got three teeth. You um, <laughs> shout out to any rabbits. <laughs> We've just lost half the audience. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, what, I, what I took away from that game was that um, good hair. Like there was a lot of good hair. Yeah. Harry Grant, you mentioned. Yeah. like I couldn't yeah. stop looking at his hair. You know There's he has, I reckon. What kind of condition do you reckon is he is?
2: Oh, are we in a um, are we in a sort of rare? Air period for hair, mate. Um, it's
3: never been better hair, has it? Rare air hair. Rare oh. hair. <laughs> so we've got one thing in common, Sleuth. Yes, we've got. Um, I love hair too. I, yes. I, I pick on people with hair, really? good hair. you got to give them compliments. When they got good hair, good hair.
4: I quite often like to touch people's hair, like even if I don't yeah. know them. Yeah. If I see a good head of hair, I can't stop. I'm like, oh, just touch a stranger's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just
3: ask a question? This headgear I'm wearing now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, where has this thing been? Like, oh. I'm, I've got lots of aftershave on, and I'm smelling it something stinks. on top of my head.
4: I thought you meant, like, once you put it on, all the passion came back. Oh, yeah. The spud passion, like I thought. Here he goes. He's going to fire right up here, and we'll, well end up in a fight right
3: the I've, end of the show. Well, mate, we still got an hour and
2: fifty <laughs> minutes. Yeah, we'll be okay. Uh, is Chris Lee's joining us? A good mate of yours? Yes, mate. Um, Confirmed?
4: I don't have many celebrity mates. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so he's my go-to. Normally, yeah, wow. He's an incredible horse trainer. Chris and I used to play footy together back in the day for the Mighty South Newcastle Lions. Did you? Yeah, out of Merryweather So, uh, so
2: what numbers would Lee's and Philp have on their backs?
4: Well, oh, look, Fred, um, as he as he goes by, he he carried the water a lot, mate. But, um, Did, he? Did he? He's a good player. You know, I, I don't like to brag about my footy career much. No, and, but you're going to. Yes, 100%. Because I'm obviously standing here with two guys who played first grade. So in Newcastle, there was an award called the um, Junior Player of the Year. So it was all grades, all teams, yes. from 12s to 21s. Yes. And the refs gave three two and 2-1 points for an entire season. And if you look at the trophy to see who's won it, it goes like Badiris, A. Johns, M. Johns, S. Philp. Wow, not even a lie, right? But here's the kicker. So out yeah. of that, when you win that award, you get a trial with the Knights, right? So the Knights are like, normally they'll be like, "Yep, yeah. mate, you get a trial." The Knights go, "We're good, thanks, mate." <laughs> <laughs> total brush, total <laughs> brush. Uh, see you, filthy. Well, there you go, mate. Uh,
2: breaking new record was 1300 one eleven seventy text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, so that was the Melbourne Storm taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs last night. I have to tell you this. Uh when we left the ground, Jaden Sewer uh was in a moon boot. That's so that's a big concern. Next week you've got some big clashes. You've got the Roosters taking on the bunnies, you've got the Sharkies taking on St. George LaWarra. He was so good from Jaden Sewer. So he's going to be missing next week, which I think is quite significant. We'll get into that game after the break though with the Dragons and uh, the uh the Panthers last night. But geez, I thought it was gettable.
3: Regarding Sewer, did, why did you go to the bin? What was it? Why did you go to the bin? Well, Ten minutes in yeah, the bin. Well, we, and they we, scored two tries after he went off.
2: Yeah, Scotty Sutler and I in the call. We we didn't believe that he should have been to the mm. bin, and that was a turning point. It the really was. Thing. They lose by two. They kick that penalty goal as soon as we went off. But have you say oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Good day, boys. Re Harry Grant kicking for goal. They mentioned the week before that they weren't using Pappenhausen as they were trying to rest his foot as long as they could. So if they could get away with another kicker like Nick Meany in round one. That was the play. Uh, cheers, fellas. Murph. Yeah, I, I thought it had to be something like that. And it looked as though the kicking was so bad from Harry Grant where uh, Bellamy said, no, nah, mate, we, we need your kicking. And, and you know what? I'm actually a little bit surprised, boys, that this is the start of the season. A, a lot of money goes into this competition. The Roosters with Sam Walker, he's not a kicker. Mm. He, he, he's not a kicker. Uh, Luke Brooks for the West Tigers, he's not a kicker. Uh, Nick Meaney last week, Harry Grant, you have to start your season – with guys who just turn that four into six all the time. Luttrell? Yeah.
4: Like, I mean, you know, Luttrell obviously can kick a field goal pretty well, but he, he looked a bit shaky kicking yeah. for goal, didn't he? I mean, that kick there to 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 make it the score's level, yeah. they're the ones a kicker just bangs over, right? Like, yeah. you know, absolutely. If you watch
3: the vision of that last kick and you were a goal kicker, for some reason that came out like a torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it just kept going. Mean, I thought it was going to go left post, bringing in first and style, but it just kept going left, left, left. But it was like a torpedo. I don't know what happened that. Does the ball had no air in it? I'm not too yeah. sure.
2: It's a big decision for Demetrio now because you're sort of, you're 0-2. Yeah. The Roosters have just completely clicked the gear last night. You know, the pressure on Ilias. I think you've got to keep young Ilias. But, you know, I'd actually, because Luttrell hasn't presented himself in his career best shape, I'd actually think about boys. The, the role of fullback is so brutal. You know, mm. they're running around. And I'd consider playing him partially in the game in the centres.
3: Correct. Yeah, I think Paul Kent said that, and he got his... He got a habit. Yeah, no, no, but also about Latrell, oh, put he, him in yeah. the, the centres. Um, yeah, get more game time out of him. Um, and get, they've obviously
4: lost Gagai, and that, to me, was something, that, a glaring thing that I noticed in the game, was every time Cody Walker went left or whatever, he didn't have that punch in the centres there. No. And, like, I think Paulo might have dropped it once there, close to the line when he... It wasn't, it wasn't a world's greatest pass, but, like, that's where Latrell gets the ball scores.
2: He nails it. Yeah, He nails it. And, and it's about being efficient. So you don't need Latrell making all the tackles, covering all this ground. Anywhere near the line, if you get in the ball, he's yeah. just a handful. Even if he's not super fit, he's an absolute handful. What do you make of your, your night start?
4: Well, I'll tell you what was unreal about Obviously we won. It was yeah. unreal. I've pulled the jersey back out. Have you you? Know, I don't. You don't do that. Nah. You know, anyone who supports a bit of a crap team will know this, that you know, you got to take your victories when you get them. We haven't beat, we hadn't beaten the Roosters 12 years at the SCG and not only did we beat them, we should have been 40. Like, we absolutely pumped them. You said there was a few fluky tries. Oh, yeah. I disagree. But um, <laughs> you know, the best thing about this weekend is we don't play till tomorrow at four o'clock, right? Yeah. So we're still undefeated. Yeah. So we're flying. <laughs> Other teams have like, what a lot. my missus again, she's a Rabbitose fan. I'm in there all morning. Zero and two. I'm walking around the house. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. chest is out. Chris Lees will say the same weekend. Yeah. But he's a massive Knights fan. And because, you got. You literally have to. Like if you're a Bulldogs fan or one of those teams who you know been at the bottom eight, or if you're a Tigers fan, you're almost ninth. Is that that's the joke? Yeah, so isn't that's it? the joke. Continuously ninth. You'll know. You win a game, you get the jersey out. Yeah. It's funny when you see that. I, I, so I was in Newcastle for the game. Obviously it was down here, but I was supporting Carl so I didn't mention that again. <laughs> uh, and as. Um, as I came back to Sydney, I'm driving through Maroubra, um, just the back of this house sort of area, the back of um, Maroubra there, and who do I see straight away? This bloke, is, and you can see, chest out, ready to go, bit of a bogan, yeah. and he's got the knight's jersey on, oh. the Henny Penny one. You know, yeah. cool. And he is just guys, walking like a pigeon. And I just wound the window down. And I go, here we go! Oh, <laughs> yeah. He waves like your best mates. You never, yeah. you don't know each other. But it's that you know that nod? And so you see someone who's got the same car as you. Yeah. And you're like, hey, mate. yeah, hey, We're absolutely. on the same page yeah. here. But that's what
2: sport does, right? So yeah. you can, it's a way just to break bread completely with a stranger. And I get my kids to do this. So whenever you're walking into a ground, right, a football ground, so you could never walk down George Street in the city and just get someone to throw you the phone to you or, <laughs> or wallet to you, right? Yeah. But if you're anywhere near a football park and there's fans there and there's a complete stranger who's just got it holding a football, you don't have to say anything. All you've got to do is go... Clap. Clap. Pass. And they will pass (laughs) their possession, which is a football, to you. Bang. Won't they? You you don't have to say a word. You just got to go, and they'll hit you.
4: They'll just turn, even if they're not looking at you. Yeah. You'll hear that clap. You'll be like, oh, bang, 30-metre yeah. cutout. You have Take to. Take some grandma's head yeah. off over yeah. the corner. Spiral. Yeah. You, you <laughs>
2: see that so often, though. 0457 736 736. So this is crunch time. We've got Spud in the house. We've got Stevie Philp in the house. Plenty more still to come. We're going to catch up later with Chrissy Lees. It is Golden Slipper Day. and uh, Golden Slipper Day, one of my favourite days, boys. What about, I don't know if you remember this, in 2000, Belle de Jour. do you remember that victory?
3: Mm, another name. Belle de
2: Jour completely buckles the st- start, mm. so v- therefore it's so helter to skill to the golden slipper. It's twelve hundred meter dash, and it's a hundred miles an hour. Belle de Jour buckles the start, somehow weaves its way through the pack, pounces on the line. Next thing you know, John Singleton is shouting the public bar oh, out at Rose Hill. Yeah. Remember that?
4: Now, I do now you've now you've said everyone got free beer. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't remember the horse at all, but no, <laughs> yeah. oh that was.
3: So that was uh, 22 years ago. G time flies. Well, Joel, res- regards to that race through, uh, today, I don't know if a, lot of, well, a lot of people probably don't understand, that my cousin is Gary Portelli. <laughs> can, can we go through yeah, how this let, all
4: came let, out? We need to backtrack on this story yeah. slightly, Joel, because when we got here, um, we were just having a bit of a chat and and whatnot, and I mentioned, I name dropped. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, Chris Lees, <laughs> Chris Lees. And um, Alex, the producer, and I had a bit of a chat with Spud, and he says, just randomly, he goes, oh, I, my cousin... Yeah. he's got a couple running today, and yeah. we were just like, okay, sure, horse owner, yeah. you know, bloke yeah. that owns a couple of horses. <laughs> got any tips? And he goes, he's actually got two in the slipper. So he, he goes, pick up, yeah. goes yeah. up a notch, right? Go, Hang on, what's going on here? And then casually he just goes, yeah, he's Gary Portelli.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, how good is that? Uh, well, i tell you what, Gary Portelli does have yes. a couple in a slipper, including a particular horse called Sajardin. mm Well, going around the traps on WhatsApp this week, uh, the great Johnny Tapp, the legendary Johnny Tapp, he had a phantom call uh, at a luncheon, and this is who Johnny Tapp thinks can win the Golden Slipper.
1: She's extreme is now cutting loose, followed by Dormier. Fireburn is getting into the clear and running on strongly, and then Russian conquest, and right down the outside is Sir Jardin, as they come to the 200 meters mark and She's Extreme reached the lead. She's extreme put the head in front from Fireburn. Best of Bordeaux is battling on and here comes Sir Jardin. Sir Sajardin a hundred miles an hour. Right down the outside is swapping the leaders, and Sir Jardin got up to win the golden slipper. Russian
2: Gee, that's good, isn't it? The dulcet tones of wow. Johnny Tapp.
3: So good, yeah. One of the questions when we we're out there before, you know, getting psyched for the show, with um, Steve asked, does he give you any tips? I went, no, never does. <laughs> <laughs> my mum, my mum has a dollar each way on every race. He does, so she's in front. Um, yeah, but he's just, I'm, I'm proud of him. Like, he's uh, I'd see him when he gets interviewed. He's a laid back sort of bloke. Yeah. He's uh, always loved horses.
2: Let us know too, just on the back of your twenty two years. Let us know some of the great off-the-canvas victories in any sport. So Belle de Jour was in a possible situation, but off-the-canvas came home to win. And we've many of those have happened in sport. Hit us on the text line 0457 736 736. Boy, still on Portelli. I was out at the river, uh, out at uh, Cliftonville. is a little place out on the river, and I'm not a boatie at all, but a mate of mine to dragged me out there. And it was a shit fight of a camp, to be honest with you. we go to bed and... And we didn't want to be there, and he's, yeah. he's put a thumbtack in the in the blow-up bed. So oh. by about midnight, we're laying on oh. complete ground.
1: <laughs> and
2: anyway, <That's> <laughs> we, we meet this bloke, right, who's just an absolute champion. Pez is his surname. And Pez, oh, Pez. Pez loves his greyhounds, right? <laughs> and so anyway, what happens in Cliftonville to get phone reception and bread and ice and all that sort of stuff, you've got to go about five kilometres up right. the hill. So I said, I'm going up the hill. Does anyone need anything? And this Pez says, Oh, mate, I'll jump in with you. I've got to grab a few things as well, which is from the service station up the top of the hill. So he jumps in, we're having a chat. And I used to play football against Pez. He played at the Tigers in SG Ball. And I said, "Hey, you been, Pez? What are you up to? And oh, you love your greyhounds, don't you? He said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I've just bought a horse. I said, Oh, right. I said, Well done. And then he said, I said, How much did you pay? And he goes, A thousand bucks. I said, What? How much? He said, 5% for a thousand bucks. And I went, Oh, right. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this thing's, has this thing even got legs? (laughs) You know? Like, a thousand bucks for 5%. You know, and it's not a greyhound, it's a horse, right? So, anyway, 12 months later, a mate of mine, Price, he says, what about young Pez? He's got a horse in the uh, golden slipper. No. I said, what? He goes, yeah, he's got 5% of a horse in the golden slipper, the one he paid a thousand bucks for. What? She will reign. Portelli oh, wins wow. the Golden Slipper.
5: Oh, wow.
2: Go, Pez. They won the Golden oh, wait, Slipper. $1,000 investment, <laughs> have you say? Let us know some of the great off-the-canvas victories to celebrate 20 years, uh, 22 years for that matter, of Bel de Jour coming from nowhere to win the Golden Slipper. What sport? Let us know some of the great off-the-canvas victories. Hit us on the text line 0457 736, 736 or call us 1300 01 1170. Yeah, welcome back. Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Call line, 1300-01-1170. The text line, 457 736, 736. You can tweet at 1170-SEN. Now, we're asking the question 22 years ago. Belders, you're absolutely gone off the canvas. Comes home, famous victory. Next thing you know, Johnny Singleton is shouting the public bar out there at Rose Hill. A famous, famous day. So what teams, what player has come off the canvas to win an event, a sporting event. Uh, Afternoon, you three demigods of afternoons. (laughs) Off the canvas, Irish Mickey Ward against Shay Neary was getting smashed all fight. Won by KO in the eighth, the Reptile. Do you remember that, Spud? No.
4: (laughs) He was nodding
2: (laughs) and followed it up with a nut. It's because he's got the headgear on. Uh, He's
4: he's ready. He's just ready to go.
2: John Wright's off the canvas first and after missing that kick, kicks a field goal, of Mm. course. The Cowboys get their first ever premiership.
4: You remember in that game, he got the medal, right? And yeah, he would definitely wasn't the best player in the field. Like,
2: he... if the Broncos win, Anthony Milford wins the Clive yeah, Churchill. Hundred yep. percent. Yeah, he yeah. wins the Clive Churchill. Uh, that was John versus the Broncos. Of course, keep them coming through. Uh, there's a few classic Liverpool victories when they've come back from the death. Champions League against AC Milan, three nil at half time, and the FA Cup final against West Ham, two nil, and then up steps Stevie Gerrard with one of the greatest goals of all time. Space Ghost writes that. Thank you very much, S.G. We appreciate that.
3: I reckon uh, for our listeners out there who are boxing followers, I reckon one of the best was um, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Who did
2: fight? Off the canvas, off Jeff the canvas. Hardy. We'll get to that. The listeners will let us know. Who did Jeff Hardy get off the canvas, literally, to beat? Uh, who did he beat? Let us know on the text line 0457 736 736. Uh, uh, Andrew Andrew writes this from Newcastle. He said, boys, there's one in 1997 I recall vividly.
4: I didn't want to mention that.
2: and, and Darren, Darren chimes in as well and says, yeah, I remember that as well, Andrew. Uh, 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 that was in 1997. Do so they understand I've got a bloke who
3: follows Newcastle across the bend over the table and You're I'm wearing a headgear? I'm wearing a headgear? Now I'm starting to fire up, sir. So
4: those two blokes, you have no idea how yeah. much I wanted to say exactly what I I'm going to stand up now. Write. That's it. I've changed. I've
2: changed. Oh, no, look out. I'm look I'm no, out. Just, here we go. I'm standing up. I'll tell you what, boys. South Sydney almost off the canvas. Let us know those sporting teams or players Players who got off the canvas of famous victories. South Sydney almost off the canvas on Thursday afternoon, or Thursday night rather, and then yesterday uh, by G the Dragons. They were almost off the canvas. They fail uh, just by four. Panthers 20, the Premiers, defeat the Dragons 16. Uh, they had their chance, but I thought they were there for the taking the Penrith Panthers to no avail the Dragons.
3: Penrith Panthers just uh, plodding along. They're, they're two from two, uh, no... Uh... Cleary, they said now, yeah, will, will they win a the game without him? They're certainly showing what yeah. they can do. Kick out, what well, he scored two tries in his 100th game. Um, love his hair. Oh, what about hair. Good hair, isn't good it? Good hair. You know what it
4: looks like? It looks like one of those um sheepskin seat covers. Like, you oh, know, hat? when you get it, the seat belt protector, like the bit that goes across the seat belt. So, when you get in the car, it doesn't burn love, you. I always
3: love those uh seat covers. Remember the seat covers? Yeah. They're all full on. Oh, yeah. mate, get in there. Yeah. Yummy. Well, his hair with that strip looks like <laughs> yeah. that bit that just protects yeah. you from the seat yeah, belt.
2: Or, yeah. or the um, uh, the, the lamb's wool over the steering yeah. wheel. Oh, mate, yeah. The thing about the hair,
3: right. The guys who are wearing this hair these days, the the rugby league players, um, some can play the game. Like, he can play. Pappenhausen, he deserves to have hair like that. He can play. Um, But there's other guys who try and do their hair every week, mate. We're not to play footy first, will you? <laughs> <Righto>. we <laughs> might, you? Right,
2: we might we might build a best hair team. By the way, fullback Pappenhausen, we've got him locked in. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah, Dom Young from the Knights, uh, the Rastafarian. Uh, yeah, he's on yeah, the wing. Yeah, Domi Young. Yeah, is he the only Rastafarian player in the NR? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the other <laughs> winger
3: could be the uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs dude guys who's about six foot ten. He's got massive red locks. Oh,
4: uh, Oaken, Oaken, Oaken,
3: Oaken Oh, uh, Jay
4: Knockenburgh.
2: He's yeah. the five, he's, a, yeah. he's the winger. Yeah. He's a cool dude, that Dom Young. Isn't life good for him? From uh, I
4: think Vossie was saying from Huddersfield. Yeah, he just cruises along. Yeah, that that when he scored that try, there, that's the first time I've seen him smile on a footy field. Though. I was yeah. like, "Come on, mate, you're having a good game." Like, <laughs> show, like not even a smirk. You know, a bit like Lindsay Collins. Lindsay Collins has got that continual frown. It yeah. just goes down. Like he <laughs> yeah. could have the world's greatest day, yeah. and he's still looking like he's miserable.
2: <laughs> the, the, the resting bee face they call that, don't they? Um, so, George Illawarra <laughs> boys, they were their worst enemies, their own worst enemies. You can't take on the premiers, complete ten of nineteen. But you know what they're doing, Spud, mm. and, and Sats and I picked up on this. Their wingers and their centres would be in field, like they'd be twenty metres in field. So if you're Penrith, you're also in field, and it's like you're trying to attack on a mod football field with thirteen people marking mm. you. They, they, geez, they made it hard for themselves,
3: the Dragons. I can't say I agree with you because I didn't watch the game. No. <laughs> I was on a boat actually. Sean Garlic, I actually tried to get them back here. Gallows pies—that's what I missed, Joel. I came here to wait to smash four gallows pies. Well, on a, um, a boat, uh, big boat too, it was yeah. a bloody big. It was one of those—the um, ghost, I think it was called the yeah, ghost. Right. Wow! But uh, I had a great night. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm still to agree with whatever you say, to Lee, Joel. <laughs> regards. No, that that's game.
4: fine, Joel. You said um, something about Jaden Sula in a moon boot. Yes. Um, yes. This moon boot is fascinating, isn't it? So. It- like Neil Armstrong, I don't recall any footage of him in a moon boot. No, no, he probably no. was probably the one person who could, <laughs> who could actually rock a moon boot. Yeah. It's like you were talking about a boat before. Like Quite often you see blokes in boat shoes these days. Yeah. But no boat.
2: Never never stepped on a boat. No boat. I'm no. a
4: boat shoot wearer at times. Are you? And
2: I hate the water. And you don't have a boat? No, I have got a no, boat. I, I nearly had a boat, actually. A mate of <laughs> mine, um, he was trying to get me to buy half a boat, mm. right? Half a, a boat? Well, go half, yes. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's, Man, a, which, that's a crap boat. Yeah. Say.
4: That's not a boat. <laughs> just half. Yeah, yeah, just, uh,
2: which bit? Yeah. <laughs> and and um, I was on the source one night yeah. and I texted. You know, when some things are just a wonderful idea at the time. Yeah. And I said, mate, I'm in for the boat. I'm in for the boat. But in the end, we got our bid, thank God. I've never Did been you? death riding a boat yeah. purchase well,
4: more than that. Yeah, I bought two greyhounds like that. Woke up in the morning, checked the phone. Uh-oh. <laughs> Purchased two greyhounds. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I remember I was at a function, it was South Sydney function, talking about Sean Garlic and um we had to we were like spotters in the crowd and it yeah. was for a car. It was a Hyundai, I don't even know it was there. It was this little car and I'm like getting this guy to push put the things up, you know, and I was Got like 15,000 dollars. Here you go again. The 15,500. <laughs> going once, going twice. Sold, Mark Carroll. I bought this bloody car. I didn't know what it was. Oh, no. And I rang up Malika. I said, so I just bought your car. She goes, What is it? I said, oh, I got no idea. <laughs> just a good idea, isn't it? No, no, it was a, a plenty, no idea. plenty of
2: good ideas on the source. So yeah. let's talk about this, bud. Uh, mm-hmm. The big news. Uh, when we mentioned Jaden Sewer in a moon boot. Yeah. You should just send out every player after a game with a moon boot. Everyone just be reporting. The whole yeah. team's not going to be playing no. next week. Imagine the round
3: one. Did you have. Did you. My I've been retired twenty two years, so we never had a moon boot. No. The biggest thing we did after a game was put your foot in a bucket of ice. Yeah. That was the I left in ice. Yeah. Just I have a couple of beers down there, but foot in the bag in the ice. Um, did you ever use the moon boot?
2: Uh no, I don't think it was around when we were playing either. No. But do you ever ever occasionally have the ice bath at home. You buy five or six bags of ice, throw it in the bath, and re- apparently it's amazing Fantastic. for your body.
3: The, the old Jats Craggers they don't like them, but <laughs> <laughs> they disappear, mate. Yeah. Right. Oh, bomb, they're gone, disappear.
2: Oh, that's a great episode, isn't it? one 1300 01170. Chris Lee's coming up after the break, by the way. But in the end, 20 points to six at half time. Uh, they came home to 20 points to 16. Uh, Jaden Jaden as we mentioned, left the field with a moon boot. Uh, worries for their own. James Fisher-Harris got the shoulder injury. And also Brian Tottenham, oh, he's got a knee concern as well. We'll talk about the other game a little bit later, which is the Roosters and the Seagulls. But after the break, we have got Chris Lees to preview a massive day of racing. Yes, it is a massive racing day. You've got the Golden Slipper. You have got the All-Star Mile. Now, gentlemen, 12 months ago, a horse called Mugatu uh, participates in the uh, the All-Star Mile voted on by the fans. And yeah, the $5 million purse, 2.25, goes to the winner. Trained by a humble man from Newcastle called Chris Lees. Here's how it planned out. Russian Camelot, then
5: Behemoth, Russian Camelot, and Maga 2,
1: strong for strong.
2: Yeah, mugger two for New South Wales, mugger two for Chris Lees, and he's joining us today. G'day, Chris. G'day, Joel. Joe. take us back to that particular day. I mean, to win a $5 million race, which is more than the Melbourne Cup or, or close enough to the Melbourne Cup, uh, what was the feeling back in the day? And, and were you super confident going into the race?
6: Uh, look, we, we got in by um, the committee put him in. They had, they had a couple of spaces left to, to fill the field. So we were lucky enough just to get into the race that was a a bonus and um, I was very pleased with his preparation we just give him one conditioning run a month out so he got down there in really good order but at the time the track was pretty firm and um, there was talk of rain it just hadn't eventuated all day but luckily about an hour before the race the heavens opened up and it took the track into that um, softer heavy range which is his preferred surface and our confidence certainly grew and he was aided by a wonderful ride from Hugh Bowman Actually, it was
2: really good fear to him and
6: Bowman and Oliver going toe-to-toe from about the
2: 400-metre mark, and um, we are lucky enough to get the result. Well, a massive win. Chris, for those listeners who aren't into their racing as much as what perhaps us four are, what would you say your, your most famous three victories have been to this point?
6: Uh, that's certainly up there with, um, I'd say, Lucia Valentini winning the Queen Elizabeth Stakes uh, four or five years ago, and after that on. I'm not sure. I could probably throw a few in, and I wouldn't be able to pick the third one.
4: Chris, uh, Steve, Philp here, mate. Uh, hope you're well. Uh, long-time fan of yours, uh, mate. <laughs> how, go- how good was I at footy? Uh, if you could just tell me, because oh, i was um, just standing here with two guys who played first grade, but yeah, sadly, yeah. similar,
6: similar, um, similar to myself. <laughs> we played a lot. Of, we played a lot earlier in the day than most. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, Chris, what number would be on your back typically? Were you a scheming halfback, number nine, perhaps? Uh, or nine,
6: nine, nine,
3: nine. Low, low, low. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, Mark Carroll, mate, I've, he's been boasting that we're here on the show and he's, the way he was saying it, he said, oh, mate, you've got to ask him how good a fo- footballer I was because I used to do all this tackling. But I'm looking at his physique across the uh, table here, mate. I've seen bigger arms on the clock. <laughs>
6: <laughs> mate, yeah, he's it, got them lucky legs, lucky they
4: don't snap. I do remember the blokes, like the old blokes at the clubs that were always, you know, every club's got these old blokes. They yeah. used to get so annoyed at me. I didn't run straight a lot. I used to run about sort of, my metres per game were massive, but yeah. it was a lot sideways. <laughs> and blokes are just you yelling, know, out, mate, just yeah. run forward. Just run forward.
2: <laughs> hey, Chris, uh, we we appreciate having a chat with you on such a busy day. Where, where are you right now?
6: I've just got to Rose Hill, um, just
4: um, not long out from race two, and I'm in race three and four. So, mate, if you see, if you see Gary Portelli today. Just um, get, say a big
3: shout-out from his cousin, Mark Carroll. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
6: Well, he's pretty – he, he'd be on edge today, big guy. so I'll be st- standing clear after the <laughs> slip, I do,
3: do you uh, – as um, trainers, do you guys ever catch up and have a beer together, like, you know, when you're at a, uh, at a, at a Rose Hill or something or – so any mateship and Mars who like each other? Not, not a great deal. Trainers <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> hate
6: each other, do they? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, we get on pretty well. Yeah. But I'm probably a bit secluded being in Newcastle. But I, I know the Warwick Time boys are all pretty solid. So cool. there's a few of them here. So I'm sure they'll be cheering for each other's horses. Cool.
2: Tell you what, Chris. Uh, you mentioned you got some in race three, race four, race ten. You have got three in race three by my calculations. You got Mustegier. Lunacies and, or is it just the two, just the two in race? It's one.
6: Just the two, our candidate didn't, didn't go to start.
2: Ah, right, our candidate misses out there. Uh, what do we expect from both those two?
6: Ah, oh, Mustazier could be in light of better days. He does like the ground, but, um, you know, he, he needs to show us something today. But I really like Blunties as a horse. Whether he can win from the wide gate today, he'll be giving away a big start That's some. Um, He's on track for a Sydney Cup, and he'll be, he'll be competitive today, but I think he'll be better again in a few weeks' time.
4: I backed it straight away after the, for the Sydney Cup, after the last start. Um, for the Sydney Cup? Yeah. Did you see its last run? It was yeah. an epic. It was flying home. The thing that won, won well, but it was coming from a fair way back, and obviously it'll step, step up and trip for the Sydney Cup. Get on, I say. Hey, Chris, <laughs> the other one,
2: um, get on. Um, <laughs> Jesus, this is the whole thing with horses and how bloody hard they are. Mustardier uh, won an Ebor cup, didn't it, yeah. a, a couple of years ago?
6: Yeah, he won the E-ball before he came come out for the – Then I took over. He ran, a, ran fifth or sixth in the Caulfield Cup. That's right. Uh, he's won a Parramatta Cup, and he, he's ran another uh, couple of Melbourne Cups. He's, I think he ran um, – might have ran second in the BMW a couple of years ago. But he, he's been around the money. He's earned good prize money. Um, but like all of us, he's getting a little long in the tooth.
4: Chris, you used to have a horse called the Eighth Immortal, and I, no- I noticed that you don't train it anymore. Was the problem that it just used to, like, you know, be out partying, is up all night, <laughs> you couldn't get a hold of it for training? <laughs> uh,
6: very wayward, very wayward. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, Chris, um, a mate of mine's got a horse, Harmony Rose, in the fourth, uh, which you've got yep. a few runners there. I've been tipped Leloud, uh, but is there any reason why Galaxy Bell doesn't come away with a win? No, no reason why she can't. Um, she loves this type of ground. She
6: was during a an unlucky second. Um a horse called Surefire who'll go close to starting favourite in in, um, in the race after the Lunchies race that we we're talking about. So she could easily make a presence for Galaxy Bell.
3: Hey, Chris, being a bit of a novice punter and myself, sure, I've got a cousin who's a horse trainer. I don't, I don't bet on horses that often. But you're saying, yeah, you're used to the ground. When it's absolutely bad, torrential rain, how do you know it's going to run good? How do you know it's good for the run? Well, you don't,
6: well, you don't really know until you, you try them on that type of ground. It's, it's a little weird how... Humans, probably a fast bloke will always be a fast bloke no matter what the ground is. But horses, a lot of it's a confidence thing and what they've grown up on. So you often find the European and the Kiwi horses love wet ground because it's what they've been brought up on. Whereas our horses from an early age are on probably firmer footing. Um, But some are even in their genes. A lot of breeds, there's different breeds that are really show great wet track statistics. But again, you don't really know until you try them.
2: That's very interesting. Uh, look, yeah. You think about it, it's just the natural athleticism in, in the the rain or the hard. But as Chris says, it's a confidence thing. You know, yeah. being, being willing to push the limits on the more shaky ground. Race ten, Chris uh, Samut. It is uh, back seven bucks into four twenty. Uh, there are a few scratchings, of course, which add to that. But how is he expected to go?
6: Well, she's only had one Australian start. She's another one who, as I was just saying, with the European profile, she she loves the soft ground. She won well her first start in Australia. Well, that was in um, midweek company, so she's jumping a few grades here, but we thought we'd give her an opportunity because we get the right surface, and being a mare, if she was able to win or place today, it certainly enhanced her value in time.
2: Hey, Chris, we know you're under the pump today, and we appreciate that, mate. To get uh, your time this close to a race for yourself, uh, we do appreciate it, but is there anything else we need the pen out for this afternoon, anywhere perhaps away from Rose Hill?
6: Uh, I've got one at Ipswich called Aquilian. I think he's around at about 4.28 this afternoon. He's probably out. Probably our best chance all
2: day. Beautiful. Chris Lees, mate, we appreciate your time. Thanks, Chris. Uh, one year anniversary since you won the All-Star Mile. Congratulations on that, and we appreciate your time here on Crunch Time. Good on you, boys. Anytime, thanks. Uh, yeah, that's good, in it? Chris Lees, who's at the track now at Rose Hill. He's got a race coming up very, very shortly, and he affords us his time.
4: Yeah, he didn't really give us much in terms of what we should back. I mean, that won, <laughs> that won an Ipswich, maybe. Yeah. But well, I don't know the price on it. Yeah. You've had a look. But, well, let, uh, let,
2: let's get on our <laughs> shelf first before we just get too carried away with it. Uh, that is at Ipswich. We look forward to that. That is race six, by the way. Brad Pengelly uh, will take the reins there at oh, it's $1.55. I oh, oh, thanks, Chris. Oh, what a tip, Chris. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe, that, maybe that's one for the <laughs> multis. <laughs> what a stitch-up. <laughs> oh, yes. Keep them coming in, by the way. Uh, great sporting events, teams, players, where they've got up off the canvas to celebrate Belle de Jour's big win 22 years ago. I'll break it back with more. Uh, Chris from Cronulla's on the text line, 0457 736 736. He sent through a WBW during the week. He said, boys, the Doyens of Finance, First Point Mortgage Brokers, Troy, Greg, the team there, he said they'll absolutely clean up at the Mortgage Awards. Well, I've has got correct, weight. He's been back on the text line, Chris from Cronulla. He says... Correct. Wait, boys. Hope you're back to them. They had an absolute fill-up. They came back with a youthful of awards, uh, the boys at First Point Mortgages, who just happen to be uh, big supporters of the show here and at SEN. So well done, gentlemen. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, Gregory and, of course, the great man Troy, uh, the doyens of finance down there at First Point Mortgages. one one 1170 to have your say. Don't forget to keep getting your nominations of those off the canvas, uh, those sporting events spelled as your 2022 look gone, buckled at the start, flashed home, famous victory. If you haven't seen it, you must YouTube it. What are some of the great victories in sport where they were absolutely done and dusted? Uh, my worst one was uh, when I was playing. We were absolutely flogging Penrith, 31 points to eight oh, no. out, at, out at Penrith Park, yeah. flogging them. Yeah. Uh, John Hopalwady scores a try. Mm. He does the, um, <laughs> he bounced off the pads, and then Matty Adamson oh, that intervened. Brilliant. Yeah. And the
3: referee jumped in front he jumped of him. jumped in front oh, of him. Let him finish. Let, let him, him finish. finish. Oh, yes. it, was, it was the devil's elbow. Yeah, the devil, that's it, the <laughs> devil's elbow.
2: So we're flogging them, right? And we're on our way to just cruising out of the round. And packed house on a Sunday afternoon yeah. out at Penrith. And Chris Hicks, who, I grew up in Port Macquarie, he grew up in Taree, and I know this bloke can't kick. He can't goal kick, right? Yeah. Week before, he proves me right. He had a shocker with the boot. So, Ryan Girdler's not playing in this game. We're leading 31-8. to eight, So, if they're going to score tries, they've got to kick them all, basically. Chris Hicks steps up to the plate. I said, oh, we'll be sweet here. Kicks that one. Kicks the next one. Kicks the next one. Next thing you know, Tony Patool- has <laughs> just driven John Carlo mad. He scores. And all of a sudden, they've got a kick to win the match. It's now 31-30 from the touchline. So, Spud, you remember the the old Panther scoreboard yes. at the southern end?
7: Yeah,
2: so what I, I couldn't bring myself, I thought to myself, if Hixey kicks his goal, mm. I don't want to be witness to it. I just yeah. couldn't bring myself to see him get the match winner against us. So I turned my head and I stared at the pan, the scoreboard at the southern end. And it's amazing, you know, there would have been, I don't know, 16,000 people there. It's amazing how with so many people there, how quiet things could be. So as he comes in from the kick, everyone's silent. And you can hear the whoop. The thud of the Definitely ball, right, yeah. right? so I know it's on its way and the fans are very very sharp they they can pick it up very very quickly and as soon as I hear the whew, the th- the thud of the ball straight away behind the post, Panther flags go up Wow and you know it's going wow. through the post and I didn't up to this day I've never seen the kick oh, right. but I just see the flags go up wow. bang off the canvas the panthers defeat us thirty two
3: points to thirty one was- so as a kicker, I've always wanted to do this, right? I was like, okay. But you know when you score on the post and you line up, as a kicker, and you've, you've got that behind you, do you try and hit and maybe put a hole through it or do you try and kick the ball on top of a, of a uh, grandstand?
2: No, uh, what, what I would do, and I actually picked this up from the English goal kicker, Johnny Wilkinson, who came mm. out and won a World Cup here for England. He would actually be so specific in – he would look at a stitch on the ball for where he was kicking and then on the other side of the post, he might pick someone who's standing there and – where he wants to kick it. And they might be holding a can of Coke mm. right, right. Or, or eating a pie, you know, or or whatever the case yeah. may be. And he would look at that person eating the pie or drinking the Coke or whatever the case may be, wearing a hat, and he would try and knock the hat off that person's head or, or hit the Coke can. So
3: that's how specific wow. it would be, you know. Um so, there's, there's some of the best videos when you're watching someone in the crowd just getting smashed in a pie and the ball hits them. How good is it? Yeah, I, know, yeah. I know it's not good, but geez, nah. I laugh. Yeah. yeah.
4: Did you ever kick the ball in a game, Spud? Like in an actual game? Like, as you said,
3: you yeah, weren't going to make the highlights. I actually kicked the field goal. I was, um, they talk you? about, yeah, it wasn't, maybe, I think the hit a 46. Mine was 44. Yeah. Um, That was just how, I know. As a kid, I used to do a lot of uh, kicking. Yeah. Um, And, I keep, as I said, I kicked the field goal for South. But when I got the Manly, I remember I did the in-general play, the first sort of training session at Manly, and uh, it went out. It was a good kick. And Bozo said, you'll never ever do that again. Yes, <laughs> to scare the shit out of me. Oh, Whatever
2: he says, I do. Oh, I would have thought so. geez, he had some power, didn't he, Bozo? Yeah. Uh, uh, Boy, surely Stephen Bradbury off the canvas armoured. Yes, of course, off the canvas nomination. Australia, two in the Americas Cup. Um, by the way, self-declared bruising. I know an owner of mugatu and all of Newcastle, absolutely love. Chris Lee says... Rooster Man. Thank you very much, Rooster
3: Man. Yes, bud? Well, you're talking about off the campus. I'm just thinking, I just went to the bathroom, I looked at me, I've still got the headgear on. Hey. That looks fantastic. <laughs> it brings, back, brings back great memories, but memories, um, you know, rugby league memories you cut me off, here? No, no, no. We've got to go soon, but get to it. <laughs> no, I'm super busy. Do you want story. to hold it for us? I going to hold it.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of it, off the canvas, the Rattler's getting off the canvas. Oh, He's yeah. getting off the back fence as well after this in the next hour. And we're also going to cross out to Cbus Super Stadium. This is Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Call 1300 0111 70 or text us 0457 736 736. Oh, it certainly is second half of Crunch Time. And let me tell you this, folks. Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live, and there has been a return serve. Five minutes before we come on air, Stevie <laughs> Philp, <laughs> waxing lyrical, ignores him, just throwing his weight around. Yeah, I know Chris Lee's. You know what? In fact, I can get him on. Hey, <laughs> first, right?
4: first time on the show. Yeah. Like, f- trying to impress, you know. I go, oh, look, I've got, I got a guess for us, fellas. Yeah, you know, yep. That yep. And <laughs> then uh, five
2: minutes ago, we're in the ad break, and one of the favourites of the Golden Slipper, so a man who's heavily under pressure today, Gary Portelli, senior trainer, who has won the Golden Slipper before. Spud says, you know what, I'm going to call him, I'll get him on. And we go, Spud, you're not going to get Gary Portelli on by calling him in five minutes. Well, Spud, what's happened?
3: It's happening. 110. And he said, don't be late. So I'm just going to tell a quick story. Is that right? (laughs) Yes, we are. Of course we're going to get him on. I'll do things for him. He does things for me. But just brought memories. As I said, I've I've got this headgear on and... I turned back to I went to ninety eight, I went and played the London Broncos. Yeah. I had a failure there. Come back and play for South Sydney again. What do
2: you mean you had a failure there? I played
3: I played I played bad. I just thought it was gonna happen, Joel. But we went to Well, why did why did it play that? I went to you the wrong club. You didn't play the, the right London work Broncos. In. Mate, no one – When I was at Manly, I had blokes who could support me. someone <laughs> whacks you, they're gonna whack you back. <laughs> but mate, blokes the Pommies were sitting back and oh great tackle. Yeah. But they're all clapping, everyone got bashed. But I remember I come back to South in ninety-nine and I had to impress. You know, yeah. I'm, under, I'm under on I'm doing the weights. And I could then hear the radio. We had Triple M on back then. It was uh, Andrew Denton. And he, um, he had this uh, like a, a, a dare. And this bloke gets on, and it was to get tackled by Mark Carroll. Well, oh. that stage, the boys have turned the, turned the volume up. This was on a Friday. It's going to happen on the Monday. Yeah. He goes, Oh, yeah, Mark Carroll, yeah, I'm, mate, I'm six foot two. I can handle him. So over the weekend, didn't really think much of it. My dad rang up said, What are you going to do to him? I said, I'm going to bash him, Dad. <laughs> My brother said, What are you going to hit him with? I said, Mate, I'm going to hit him with the right shoulder. Yeah. If he runs hard, I'm going to drop him. So I've turned up at training. The triple M bands turn up, and this bloke gets out and he's dressed in like, um, it was in man, it was in a manly outfit, <laughs> yeah, trying to yeah. take the piss out of me. Yeah. You
4: don't know this bloke at all, no. never met
3: him. Yeah. Next thing the my mates or my teammates are going, Oh, Spudgy's a big bloke, he'll run through you. And I'm thinking, I'm gonna have to give this bloke a bit of a nudge. <laughs> <laughs> so he we went out in the field, and there was a bloke there with the big furry mics as it getting, oh, yeah, get, yeah. getting the impact. And yeah. uh, this guy comes out, he's 35 meters away, they give him a ball, and he starts running at me. Oh, and yeah. I'm not talking running, he was like doing the high knees, <laughs> and all the boys are coming out giving it to me, and I've just gone. Whack! And I beat this oh. bloke so friggin hard. Oh. It was the first, you know, when you have off-season? Yeah. Can't wait to whack can, someone. Can we YouTube this anyway? <laughs> oh, mate. Someone's doing a video. I beat this bloke so bloody hard. And then I remember he's laying on the ground. And I pushed off and I went, hmm, like that. And I said, mate, what are you doing, you idiot? He goes, Two Billy Collie <laughs> tickets. <laughs> 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 oh, yes. But the best thing about it, you know. Uh, he couldn't uh, laugh. He's roomical. Mate, what happened? I looked at the side where all the boys were. <laughs> Not one word. They all turned back and went <laughs> back inside. <laughs> oh, Two boy. Billy Collie tickets. He just got out. <laughs> uh,
4: he's that bloke now, isn't he? Like, he's that bloke in the pub. And so he's got that story forever. Yeah. You know, someone will go, hey, tell him your Mark Carroll story. Tell him that time time Spuddy, you at the side <laughs> of the ribs. That's you know? right. <laughs>
2: i tell you, I, I just uh, did some investigating some sleuth work here. Oh, yeah. At 1998. And uh, actually, you made it to the Challenge Cup semi-final, yeah. Spud, for the London oh. Broncos. Uh, Wigan beat you by about 100. But anyway, um, what I noticed, you know the infamous nudie run, Philby? Yeah. So the nudie run happens when you go through a season no, without having to, scored a try. Yeah. Well, Mark Carroll, who commenced his career on the 15th of February, right? Yeah. Hadn't scored. Then all of a sudden it turns to 1998, the 18th of September, which happens to be my birthday.
3: Mm. Happy birthday. Your your
2: last ever game
4: for the London Broncos, Mm. and you got your try in your last game. Mate, you're the king of stats, yeah.
2: You are the
3: cr- David Millson of yeah. SE, and I've always said well, that. That now explains why he's been naked this whole show. <laughs> 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 but I'll tell you another funny thing when you know it was we we're owned by um Richard Branson, and before a game, like he shakes hands with a lot of people, he's, yeah. he does a double handshake flipping yeah, out yeah, the back. Yeah. And like, was he and in the I'm, sheds? He was coming a, in the say hello, I meet the so called new players, and um, Tony Ray was our CEO back then, yep. and he said, Um, oh, Richard, uh, this is our um, number one signing, Mark Carroll. But I was big on that, you know, that sticky hand spray because I didn't want to drop the, the ball and the kick off the resin. Yeah. But I put a lot yeah. on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how are you, mate? And he gave me this wet fish <laughs> and I knew he and, and he and he swore at me. Yeah. He, goes, oh. <laughs> he sque- oh, like that. And yeah. I went, but the thing about it was I didn't give him the massive crush. But I couldn't let go of it because he's <laughs> my hand stuck. Yeah. And the next time I met him, six months later. He put his hand out and said, "How are you, mate?" He goes, watch my hand this time." I said, "At least you remembered me." <laughs> hey, tell me, how big is his bud? Oh, he's a midget. Is, he looks like he's been smoking weed for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this big jack on. He's got a jacket three uh, yeah, three XL. But mate, he's so rich, he can do what he wants. Did, was he? Did he sort of? Was he a knockabout? Or was yeah, he? He was good, good bloke. Yeah. yeah no, um, um, we've seen him in the game a couple of times, but uh, yeah, that was many many years ago, Joel. Wow, I've had too many head knocks.
2: Yeah, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Crunch time. Brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D Max is born to live. And as promised, Spud Carroll, if he asks for someone, he gets them, right? Good luck trying to get Russell Crowe in the next half an hour too, uh, Spud. (laughs) Uh, Breaking back with more. On the other side of this, one of the favourites, the trainer of one of the favourites, Gary Portelli, is going to join us ahead of the Golden Slipper. Yeah, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. And As we said, uh, Spud, he gets who he wants. Gary Portelli, who has got such a busy day. Gary Portelli, leading trainer in Sydney. He's got Sajardin at $7.50. He's got another horse called Fireburn at $9. In other words, he is in this race up to his eyeballs. And I'm pleased to say he's on the line now on such a busy day. G'day, Gary.
7: Afternoon, team. How are we?
2: Well, I was just telling the story before. Um, about a like I used to play footy against Gary called Michael Pez, and his first ever horse he bought, 5% into a horse, 1000 bucks he spent, called She Will Rain, and you took it to raining him, ride It won the bloody Golden Slipper. What are your memories of that?
7: Yeah, Pez is a legend from Camden. Everyone knows him. Uh, legend around town, and he bought it a beautiful filly. Uh, they weren't expecting a real lot, and they had to come away with the, the biggest prize of all, the Golden Slipper, so... Um, yeah, look, some great memories. Um, my first Golden Slipper win, I'd had about nine goes of it over the years leading up to it. So it's a hard enough race to get into, let alone win, and finally got it over the line. So um, great relief, and here we are again five years later, and um, two wins this time, so hopefully we, we
3: salute with one of them. Hey, Gary, thanks for uh, coming on, mate. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man today, and I've uh, got my fingers crossed for you, but I had to one-up this guy Steve, he come in here saying, "I'll go to this boy <laughs> called Chris Lees." I said, mate, I'll go further, i I'm going to go Gary Portelli." But um, mate, I, I just, I, I just um, mate, you know, how I feel um, about what you do. I'm just really proud of you.
7: Thanks, mate. I've always been proud of you too, mate. Like you're a legend of the sport. And you, you know, you, you wore your heart on your sleeve, and you got out that field, and, and mate, um, yeah, you know, it's been, uh, you know, great following you even after football, mate. You're still a legend after football, and carried yourself so well, so, mate. Um, uh, for me, it's just I'm, I'm indifferent. Um, I don't get out in the paddock and do it. I've just got to hope that the, that the people or the horses I train get out and do it. So um, a little bit out of my control.
3: Yeah, well, your two chances today, um, what's your gut feel?
7: Uh, look, I think the Colts, um, he's got the sort of good – honestly, mate, if I, I can't split him, I'd like to be able to split your kids up, mate, you know. <laughs> um, they're, they're both. They've both just been racing well. They've both had four starts. They've both they've both won three of their four. Both horses are coming off last start wins on wet tracks. We've got a wet track here today. You know, there's just they're they're, they're here to win it sort at of the price. I like won seven dollars, one's nine dollars. She's been heavily supported though on, on course today. If any rain hits during the day, it'll make bring her ride into it because she's an absolute swimmer. Um, she's by he's by Sebring, who won a Golden Slipper, um, and she's by a stand called. Rebel Dane, who I trained to win a couple of group ones with as well. So, you know, there's so many ties and, you know, just getting is a hard thing to do for starters. They've got to win well over $100,000 in prize money for starters. Um, They're young horses. They were only born two Augusts ago, so they're they're only two-year-olds. And, you know, they can train off on you pretty quickly if you put too much pressure on them. And so I feel both of my horses are here right at their peak and... um, The two good riders on, they've drawn well. Like I said, I can't split the two, but I hope if one gets a a bit of trouble, the other one doesn't get in trouble, you know, and we get some luck.
2: Yeah, we're chatting to champion trainer Gary Portelli. Two runners in the Golden Slipper. Of course, he's won it before. John Tapp did a fandom call during the week. Tajadim was the, the winner of the race, according to John Tapp. Now, for me, I'm going to back Fireburn, Gary, and you've seen this many, many times, and this is what racing can do and sport can do for that matter. Uh, Brent Navdala had a yes. terrible fall, a fractured neck, and he rides for you on Fireburn. And, and its I, I love these sort of Great romantic story. stories, and they can pan out that way, can't they, Gary?
7: They do. You know, it's amazing. He's come back from a broken neck, and I think he was getting a bit stale on the game up until that point. But it's amazing when something looks like it's been taken away from you, yeah. appreciate it more. He's come back with a real level of intensity now, um, and he's already won a group one for the first few weeks he was back riding. So he's gone to a new level without him you know, without even trying, really. But I think that's the that's thing. And, and then you've got Jason Collett, who just had a, a, a newborn a couple of months ago, you know, and he's now going to a new level. Yeah. He's riding Group 1. So it's amazing how, like you say, there's a story behind a story. Both jocks are keen, are hungry. Um, Jason Collett has been riding both these horses, so he had to choose one of the other. Couldn't ride them both, so he's riding the colt. Wow. And uh, lucky enough, the filly's only get 54.5 kilos to carry. Uh, Brent Abdullah was there and available. So hopefully um, he can do us some justice and you know, but a big difference, i tell you what, if she wins she's probably worth three million at stud. If he wins, he's worth about 30 or 40 million. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 <laughs> so you clearly got a favourite. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, if they hit the line together, i know which one I'll be riding. Yeah. Right to get line, for sure. I hope the owners of the, of the Philly aren't listening, but um, no. i tell you what, there's a, there's a big drink at the end of the 30 or 40 million. Oh, <laughs> is there what? Hey, just
2: on the Philly, uh, Fireburn, uh, I reckon Rebel Dane almost wore those colours or something similar. Is there similar yeah, ownership they, he group? did.
7: He did, yep. They, they, they raced the stallion, but they went and bought a mare to put to him and they produced this file. Wow. So, same owners,
4: Gary, um... I just want to break it too because Spud fired up as soon as I said that I had Chris Lees on the show and then, he, you know, he's quite a competitive bloke. He's got headgear on just for your information right now oh, yeah. and in, in the studio and yeah, it really has. brought out the, he truly does, it really brought out the, the you know, the competitiveness of, of Spud. I'm just going to yeah, reveal to I don't to even him. know
7: who Chris Lees is, mate. Who's Chris Lees? Well, oh, there's yeah, a yeah, stitch right. He's bashing around the paddock. Every time he took the ball up, I smacked <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just about to say,
4: that wasn't even Chris Lees we had on the show. i just got to mate and pretend uh, <laughs> who, it was, but um, <laughs> mate, what's what was Spud like at the you know Christmas? The family's oh, all over. Question. Couple of beers. Was oh, Spud getting you know? Was I'm he running you. at people in the backyard? Or did he ever tackle you on the way to the toilet? Or oh, Dad but, of the mate, Carols going to be
7: there? Well, he probably has told you because he probably would have. He's a very fast bowler as well. Oh, so I remember many Christmases. You know, brand new ball facing Mark Carroll <laughs> of oh. a long run. Oh. He's very good at the short one, too. I was a very good batsman. He knew that, but he didn't stop him from sticking the short one in every now and then. Um, you know, plenty of times I heard the stumps rolling. I, they'd roll, I reckon they'd do 14, 15 spins up he you'd hit them.
5: <laughs>
7: oh, the good old days. Um, He was a very fast bowler. Um, never played football against him, thank Christ. Um, but, yeah, geez, um, very competitive, mate. Arm wrestling, <laughs> whatever it was on, it was. couldn't beat him. If he did, he'd never hit the end of it.
3: Um, I know as a player, (laughs) I was horrible before a game. Um, I had certainly superstitions. What I did day in, day out before I, before I play the game. Do you do the same thing for your race? Have you got a, some sort of schedule you do every day? Do you wake up a certain time, eat certain food? I used to eat like 16 potatoes before a game. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, they hurt coming out. <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's the foil yeah. you wrapped them in, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> <Like, it's, yeah. laughs> well, luckily, I don't have to be the athlete here because, made um, a sausage and onion roll this morning certainly wouldn't be any good to be late on the day. <laughs> um, but, look, mate, I, I wear odd socks. And I've got a this sort of greenish-coloured tie. They tell me it's a Tiffany green. Um, and mm. that my grandfather, as you know, his bud was a jockey. Yep. Um, and he used to say, green on the racetrack should never be seen. So I accidentally wore it one day, and the bloody thing won that day. Oh, so I've had, had to wear mean, it ever pop. since. Cause, yeah. And I think I've won about 20 races in the last few months with this tie on. Um, and I just keep wearing it. And every time I think I can get a winner, I wear this tie, and they win. So... Until, um, until I get beat, I'll keep wearing it. So hopefully, today it brings us some luck. But um, another thing, like Pop being the next jockey, he would have been absolutely thrilled to be able to see Mark obviously play for Australia um, and, and do the things he's done and, and to see me training racehorses, which he always told me I should have done, but I used to have show horses, he thought it was a waste of time. Right. Um, but he, he would have loved to have been a part of what I'm doing today. It would have been, um, I'd have, he'd have been pretty proud, and I'd be proud to, to be doing what we're doing. But um, look, it's going to be a great day today. It's a massive crowd out here. I don't think I've seen this many people wow. for two or three years. <laughs> um, you know, with COVID, etc. Everyone's having a great time. Um, it's just good to see people back doing some normal things again.
2: Well, Gary, look, we, we appreciate your time. And like Chris, uh, Chris got the very late notice. You got the very late notice. And this is what I love about the racing game, where people are so knockabout. It's a major, major day there, and, and you've given up your time on such a busy day, like Chris has. Uh, mate, we appreciate it. Uh, May we see that green shine bright um, <laughs> uh, with that quinella and the, the golden slipper. And look, our listeners so are loving it. Yeah, mate, we appreciate it, Gary. All the best.
7: No dramas, mate. I'll send the account. What do I send the account, too, mate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, spud <laughs> at gmail.com.au. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, Good luck I owe
2: you. <laughs> uh, there he is. Good luck, Ga- mate. Gary Chase Portelli, who Thank is God. chasing a golden slipper, and on the back of that, you just want to see him win at Dayton Boys. Yeah, mate.
3: What a champion bloke he is. He's um, no, he's just always he's a general bloke. Sp- speaks from the heart, and yeah. uh, you can see it's like a. I think it's like a. A Rugby league player yeah. and a coach, you want to go and work out for your coach. He treats these horses like he's their own child, as he said, and uh, you can just see why they want to run hard for him.
4: Well, you, just a quick one now you've had Gary Portelli and yeah. I had Chris Lee's, Joel yeah. Kane's offered nothing, and <laughs> but I do, I, I want sp- to, I, I'm, I can't, I can't let Spud win, so I just leave it with me for a minute, okay? And I'm, I'm gonna go through the phone, right? Have, on. A little, okay. have a look through and see if I can get someone. It'll be big, like I'm gonna go. You're, gonna, you're it's not a horse trainer. Nah. <laughs> 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 I'
2: uh, go through the roller decks, we're yes. gonna go through that. But this is Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D Max is born to live. You can get involved. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. 1170 The text line, 0457-736736. Tweet us at 11.70 SE. And after the break, there's a cage It needs to be rattled mm. by our man Sparta breaking back with more. Uh, yeah, welcome back. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. one This is crunch time thanks to Isuzu, uh, the all-new D-Max Isuzu. Broncos on the attack in the NRLW and they've just struck back. So, Gold Coast 18, uh, quite the boil over to this point. They lead the Broncos 14 with a kick to come. 18-14 uh, with a kick to come. Still in the first half, mind you. So, high-scoring affair in that particular match. Now, uh, boys, some breaking news here. Uh, I'm just looking for confirmation, but I believe it's absolutely bang on. Caelan Ponga. Caelan mm. Ponga is set to miss the big game between the Tigers and the Knights. That's a massive out, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and you know what? When you just said that, there was there would have been a Knights fan in the car because we've all had this dream yeah. that we hear about this. It's this. So you're on the radio. Someone says, Caelan Ponger, massive news. He's just signed with the Dolphins. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> so that's what I, even though I knew Kalen Ponger was out injured then, yeah. I thought you were still going to go, Kalen yeah. signed with the Dolphins. <laughs> just if you are listening, Kalen Ponger has not signed with the Dolphins, but he's definitely out of the, tomorrow's game with the Tigers, which changes a lot of things. And You, oh. you just said we were... we're we went. This is how addicted to gambling I am. Anyway, we we all um, opened our phones up to see what price the Tigers were <laughs> straight away. Straight away, two sixty.
2: Get on. Uh, yeah. yeah, Barry Tui reports. We've had Barry on the on the um, on the show before. He says it's only minor. It has a twinge in his knee, mm. so they're taking no risks with him, and they've got a game in the bank. So would it be different if they were none from one? They're one from one. Maybe that helps out a little bit. Yeah, yeah
3: I was, I, it was. He's in a massive piece of the jigsaw puzzle. I, I love what Andrew Johns has already done there in attack was those two halves had a really good game last, last week, which takes a lot more pressure off Ponga to then do his sprinkle, his magic, and come in the back line the way he does. So yeah, if and he misses one week, i mean, he'd be, um he'd be ready to
4: go. I mean, 100% what you said, Spud, because like last week as well, uh, the feedback from the game was that Ponga really didn't do a lot in the game, but his energy around the ball oh, yeah. was fantastic. You know, the, that let the halves kind of operate. Both the halves were fantastic. Um, but uh, Tex Hoy, I think, is replacing him. So uh, he obviously played a bit of fullback before, so... Um, Look, we beat the Tigers by 50. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I, I just switched, you see. I was going to back the Tigers in a yeah. second <laughs> <laughs> uh, And no, then the top. Newcastle came in. I,
2: well, I was tipping them anyway, the Tigers. I reckon they yeah. could have won the game anyway, Tigers. But now uh, the big news, Carlton Ponga is out. Roosterman said, boys, I'm loving the trainer interviews. Uh, you boys are smashing it today. And I've just got on Sajardan off the back of that tip. Uh, well done to you, Roosterman. Man. Uh, speaking about sprinkling a little bit of magic. Well, Spud, it's time for you to oh, sprinkle yeah. your little bit of magic
1: time to rattle the cage with Mark
3: Spud Carroll. Oh, I love this time of day. Oh, nice I love, love it. <laughs> but I've only got one. I'm going to rattle the bloody councils in all <laughs> over Sydney. Okay. Do they drive on our roads? I was just wondering that. Because the amount of potholes <laughs> out there at the moment is it's, it's incredible. Fix the bloody roads. Okay. The other day... I was falling behind this little mini miner. Mm. It fell in one. It didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're
3: still trying to find it. Hey. Have, you seen how dig- have you seen how big some of these piles oh, are?
2: Hey, hey, tell you, it's quite dangerous because you're trying to duck and weave. You need to be a Kale and Pong Ponger sidestep. Yeah.
3: But but you worry about damage to the car. Massive. Well, my son, Dad said, his car is damaged. Yeah. Four rims. Yep. I think they're alloy rims, yeah. right? Yeah. But then, see, you just look at them, they get a ding on them. But he's, made they're all buggered. Yeah. You had to get all new rims because of the potholes around where we live. Man, aren't a, under the pump, aren't there's ain't? a lot of
4: potholes around Ramrick. I live sort of around that area, around the race course. And I was driving past the other day I saw um, Kieran McAvoy just the top of his head. i <laughs> <I've laughs> a hole,
2: it's, it's one of the great nicknames, isn't it? Potholes. Potholes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's potholes. You've got to avoid him. You know, one of those blokes. <laughs> Particularly, you get a few mates who are potholes on the source. I might be one of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably a good one to avoid on the source <laughs> as well. Have your say, 01 1170. So just a light little casual. Rattle the cage today, Spudley. Yeah, nothing
3: too crazy. I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna give it to the, um, yeah, you know, the, the bunker at the mm-hmm. moment. The bunker's doing my head in. Seriously, they've got this, all this. They've got all these TVs and they have got all these angles, and they still stuff it up. Yeah,
4: in the game on Thursday night, the, which you mentioned at the top of the show, Ar- Eremia scored the try, which yeah. was disallowed. Everyone saw what happened. Everyone knows that rule that you can't be within the ten meters. Mm. So they award the try. They're, that's when they're supposed to look at it. Yep. There was a good, I reckon, two minutes. Easy. Of, I don't know what's going on. Then. Then, then he does
3: mate, it does a little square. Yeah, then they but, go look at it again. What were they doing the whole then time? it makes the referee look like an idiot. Yeah, well, they are.
4: You, okay. okay. <laughs> I've got a little theory, boys. Yeah. And this might it's slightly controversial, but I'm not a big fan of the refs in any capacity. Do you remember down the we park? We need the refs. No, do you remember down the park yeah. when you just sorted out yourself? Yeah. I reckon in a trial game at the start of the year, let's play a game with no refs right? No refs. Someone scores. You go, do you score mate? And you go, yeah, "Yeah, I did mate. Oh, sorry, I dropped it mate. Yeah, "Yeah, sorry, I was in, I was in the tan. And just open up a bit of honesty. You know what, Gibbo, (laughs) Gibbo, Gibbo plays in a touch football comp, right?
2: Where there are no refs.
4: Yeah. And how's it go?
2: There are no refs. The only time they have a ref is in the grand final.
4: Right. So can
2: you imagine the carnage? (laughs)
4: I want to be a part of it. There's enough refs on the field anyway, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, mate, just do it. I reckon. I'll
2: tell you what. uh, They were off the bit at at Cogra last night. They were filthy. Yeah, this one. Uh, G'day, boys. Um, Jared Maxwell's bunker has uh, slaughtered our game, yet PVL never intervenes. Jaden Sewer was duty-bound to make that tackle. Duty-bound. If Esso's dummies and Sean O'Sullivan's dummies Mm -hmm. and Sewer pulls out, Sewer is in second grade. It was not late. Ditto Victor's friendly push that led to Manly's try. Cheers,
4: Bondi Jack. What do you think about that, Spud? Yeah, great, agree with Bondi Jack. I'd like to see Spud in the bunker. Wouldn't wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, yes. <Someone laughs> with, with, would, his with his headgear on. With his headgear <laughs> on. <Yeah>. Someone <laughs> would cop
2: it to the forehead and Spud would say, nothing to see, play on. Uh, there you go. Boys, uh, uh, Roosters beat the Seagulls. Uh, Got a little bit close towards the end. Never really looked like losing the game, though, the Roosters. It was Robbo's birthday during the week. They responded it. They all started to say, yeah, we played Roosters football. 26 points to 12. Four tries in the first half. It was so dominant. Concerns now for Manly. People will be saying they're flat-track bullies. Uh, what did you make of the win, boys?
3: I just think, uh, look at the Roosters, the way they play. Up front, they had the, they had aim up. Last week, they were a bit soft. But um, I think we're going to see the best. out. I said, Kiri. I just think, you know, he's been out the game... Years ago when you get an ACL injury, it would always take them two years to come back, but yeah. now they do operations so quick, they recover so better, and he's just going to be a great sort of person for that young kid. He was on fire, Walker. Yeah. He was incredible. Like, we're going to see the best of this young kid. He's got some amazing skills, but he doesn't have, all he has to now worry about is his own game. Last year, he had to carry the whole side. Now Kira back. He's quite remarkable for a 12-year-old, isn't he? <laughs> like, he, he dead set looks like, he, you look at him and you
4: go, "What? Are you, how can you play against yeah. these blokes? But what's your theory on this? I heard a little bit of chat about, because obviously Manly is now 0-2 and, and Turbo, M medal winner, has had a pretty quiet, mm. in his terms, start of the season. And I heard a bit of a take this morning that it's the six again rule that's kind of taken his game away. So, you know, coming out of their own half, Manly yeah. were big on... You know, the set restarts and then him injecting himself into the line. Now they're slowing the game down, kicking out for touch, sort of taking him out of the game.
2: It's very interesting you say that because Des Hasler made a comment um, in the off-season saying that it's going to slow their team down. This is all going to slow their team down. And that's whether that's got in their head or not, because it certainly has. And I'll tell you one thing, boys, about the new rules. Um, From a punting point of view, every single match they have a market, no matter the bookmaker you're with, A sports bet, of course, Mm. would be the preferred option. Uh, Gamble responsibly. (laughs) But they have a thing called total match points. So you add up the points of both teams for those not familiar with it, and it's called total match points. Well, this year, clearly they've been set similarly to what they were doing last year Mm. because there's been 11 games played so far. And the idea of this total match points line is that by the end of the year, it'll be about 50-50, whether it went under or over. Well, I can tell you this, out of the 11 games so far, 10 games it's been under.
4: Yeah, whereas... 10 like, of the 11. Last year, yeah. it was always over a lot, They were wasn't sailing
2: it? over. Yeah. So the rule changes have definitely had, had an impact on that. Nat Butcher, he uh, emerged last night in many ways. Uh, he scored a couple of tries. So Tilly Tupanua, you yeah. like him, boys?
4: Mm. Yeah, I do. I like Nat Butcher. And at one stage, didn't the Roosters have a baker? As a, well, yeah. a butcher and a candlestick. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well that, that, there was there was a, a, a play last year where it went from the no lamb went to lamb yeah. went to butcher, butcher who went to baker, and I called it the steak sandwich. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there uh, So keep coming in. Uh, uh, Text uh, says, boys, centers are becoming the most important position defensively. Manly, not flash. Even South had issues without Gagai. Daniel from New Zealand. Daniel, you make a very good point. I think you can almost get away with uh, choosing just a pure defensive centre. You know, if if your centre job is to break even, I think you're winning.
4: Yeah. I think so. And you'll see teams do that in terms of a 5-8. If they lose a creative 5-8 or something, they'll chuck in just a really solid defender. Yeah. A back rower right. who can play a little bit like your Luke Capewell or something like that. Um, is it it's Kurt Capel? Kurt Capel. Yeah, I to Luke Capel <laughs> if you're listening.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Someone that is listening, he's just mention my name. <laughs> no, I just think you yeah, know. I reckon a major loss for Manly at the moment. Joel is um, Schuster. Yeah, he's a fantastic. He should be playing five eight. The time he, he aimed up for uh, against uh, the Parramatta side out there at uh, what was that Banks, Bank West Stadium yeah. or whatever it's called now. He, he, he nailed it. Um, but then Kieran Foran um, is he running on old legs? Maybe, maybe. What do you think? Uh, hit us on the text line 0457
2: 736 736 is the way to do that. Hey, boys, happy crunching. Thank you very much. Rooster, we appreciate that. Uh, Rightio, so there you go. So the Roosters are back on track. The Seagulls, they're under the pump, and they take on the Bulldogs next week. So that could be a big game for them. The Bulldogs could be 2-0, and oh, uh, the way they're going. <laughs> for the Roosters, Radley's on report again. Uh, now, Radley, by the way, would be most pleased with the fact, Spud, that no carryover
3: points. No carryover points. But, mate, he shouldn't get What's he shouldn't get anything for that. No. Well, we, We're playing rugby league. We're not playing touch footy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is interesting. So, Connor
2: Watson's copped a shoulder injury. Tupanua, HIA. Joey Manu, the leg injury. Now, the reason I say that's interesting because that's the clash. Oh. Uh, Joey Manu versus Luttrell yeah, Mitchell next
4: week.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah that, well, that's going to be a big match, isn't it? How did um, Victor Radley even play after he was knocked out? Like well, he was knocked out. Well, a pretty severe head knock. Went back off the field and he's had issues before, yeah. right? And he's sweet to play. Right? Yeah, it's
2: that's, that's such a fine, delicate line, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I think it's got to go back on the player. I don't know if they sign sort of uh, forms that take the onus away from the NRL. Anyway, let's just switch gears a little bit. Uh, you are a mad Newcastle fan. We haven't probably got into that, Stevie.
4: No, mate, I, I'm an obsessive. I reckon I've watched the 97 grand final uh, 97,000 times. Like, I, I can tell, I could direct his commentary on the whole well, game. Don't. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so
2: that particular day. Yeah. For for Spud's one of the worst days he's had, and for you, it's one of the great days.
4: Yeah, I was doing kid shows. I think I was doing Blinky Bill or something like that. (laughs) And (laughs) and I was weirdly in the town of Bundaberg in Queensland. It was Super League year. And so they didn't really care and I had a day off. So I found myself at this little Irish pub in Bundaberg and I walk in and there's two random blokes in Knights jerseys in the bar. And like, we, it was like, we were long lost cousins, mate. Right. We, we, at, at the end when we win and Darren Albert scores, we're cuddling. I'm cuddling a bloke. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. And, and mate, Newcastle was never the same from that point on. Like uh, the folklore, obviously around the stories and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, it, even 2001 when we won, it wasn't the same. It's still, really well, in terms of the celebration, it yeah, was the very yeah. first mm-hmm. one that they won. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I do honestly know every part of that game. Like I can tell you that Troy Fletcher comes on just before the, uh, before uh, the try and gets us up the field. There's a little half break. He runs sort of 30 meters and no I really remember, hello, Troy Fletcher, if you're yeah, listening, yeah. he's probably listening with Luke Capel. Um, <laughs> uh, it, you know, those little moments, Troy Fletcher gets us up the field Dad, then right enough's enough. Okay, sorry mate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay.
2: Spud, spud, just block your ears for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I've got, uh, I've got uh, the headgear. I can only hear this. Let, let's indulge Stevie a little bit. Let's go back to 1997. Andrew Johns,
5: here it is. It, oh, knocked down by. The... Save
4: 10%. Sorry, I've ripped that off YouTube. <laughs> oh, okay. I've gone to an ad break. <laughs> oh, that'll do <laughs> me. Just
2: what Bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that oh, was spundy, oh okay. yes, it worked. Spud's yes, just pulled the cord out. Oh, we got it now, have we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we go.
1: There's 20 seconds on the clock. Albert, he will play it. 21 metres away. Down the blind,
0: Andrew John. Inside for Albert. Albert will score. Albert will
1: score. Yes. Newcastle have won the grand final. Wow. Sorry, Spud.
2: Sorry. <laughs> no, in the fair dig, i Spud. Was there any sliding doors, not, not just that last part of the game, but was there anything throughout that game that, or have you had a chance to go back and watch it? Never. You never will? No. No. No
3: no i'm 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 so happy in my life that I actually played my my goal was to play first grade and then i, I did all the other stuff but the winner grand final was fantastic but the being three wow oh, some yeah. of the best players yeah. in the game look at you know look at someone like you know um um blocker and, yeah. and wayne Pierce like you know but i i was I, we won one we probably should have won three but no good luck to'. Them. It's uh, it put them on the map then at 97.
4: Oh. Heck of a game, regardless. Like, yeah. uh, I've had enough
3: of you speaking, actually.
4: <laughs> 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 I'll tell you one thing the 2HD, the radio station up in Newcastle. Oh. you may have heard this. Yeah, he, he, so, Gary Harley. Yeah, the great Gary Harley, obviously. Um, massive uh, horse racing fanatic. And he, he's big in Newcastle. He's on every ad up yeah. there and everything like that. And uh, he called the game for 2HD. And I remember mum gave it to me for Christmas the next year as a CD. And if you haven't had a chance, I think you can it's, – it's definitely on YouTube. Um, although, yeah. Well, I don't I think don't that particular clip will come with the ads.
5: No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Gary Harley. He, it might be a Gary Harley ad. Yeah, might, that's right. He's put his own ads in. Yeah. But if you can go back and have a listen to it, he's completely lost his voice. <laughs> like, and he's basically just in the background going, Oh, 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 oh no! Oh, screaming yeah. off his head, which is, I guess, what every Newcastle fan was doing, weren't they? But um, that just that last play again, and you know the the instinctive John. Like if you go back again, because I've watched it a lot. Yeah. Mark Hughes is unmarked on the outside, yeah. and so the play that he actually did was a hell of a risk because if he goes right, they score. Yeah. But if he goes inside, they might not score because there's defenders there. I think Daniel Gartner's been a bit lazy on the inside. Um, again, I've watched it a bit. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we partied for for a bit, fair bit. Well, after I that. was the
3: last one in chase. I was chasing Albert. Yeah. He's size nine boots. Uh, Actually, it was that close to oh my God. But it would have been. I'd rather be chasing down Hughes than bloody Albert. He's
4: yeah. the quickest man in the world. And also watching that game again uh, recently, I noticed one thing about the interchange. And, like, blokes, towards the end of that match, everyone's out on their feet. Yeah. Like, mm. you can see Tony Butterfield's running up and everyone's getting whacked, hard hits. You see Chief on the ground and go, well, he's off. If, he, yeah. if a bloke like that got injured now, they'd be straight off. Yeah. He had to get up and keep going. And then, you know, something, you know, incredible.
2: Hey, Spud, what do you think about, uh, just on the interchange, mm. um, what do you think about, would it help concussions and HIA if once Spud Carroll comes off the field, he stays off? So you can have unlimited changes, right? Yep. You can have unlimited changes, but you're therefore testing your depth. So once your key player comes off, mate, you're off. What do you think about that?
3: That's how it used to be when I was yeah. coming through. Um, yeah, you, we're on the, yeah, we are on. used to play at reserve game. We sit still on the bench for first grade and hopefully yeah. opportunities. So as soon as you got taken off back then, it, it worked. You know, yeah. We just keep changing the bloody rules all the time. I reckon there's still too many. What is it, eight now still? Yeah, I mean, eight. Get it down to four. Let's make a game of it. But.
2: but i tell you, this is where the road is, right? And, and I'm not singling out Canberra because what they did was within the rules. So what happens is, and I think this is easily fixed if the HIA rule, I'll give you the example. So 16 minutes into the game on uh, last Saturday, I think, or last Friday night, Josh Papaliye comes off, mm. HIA. Corey Horsburgh comes onto the field, right? At the 31st minute, is all clear, so he's coming back onto the field. In my opinion, he must take Horsburgh back off. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And if you want to get Horsburgh onto the field, when you are going to use an interchange? But what happens instead, Lee comes on, Horsburgh stays on, who's only been on the field for 15 minutes, and he takes off Elliot Whitehead, who's played 31 minutes, who would love to come off. Yeah, yeah so it right? should be replaced for a place. So you've got yep. you've got Papa Lee off for a 15-minute spell, and you've got Whitehead off for a spell, and it's cost you zero interchange.
4: And the coaches know that.
2: Of course they do. Yeah. And, and they're only playing to the rules. But for me, if you make Horsburgh have to come off, and you know Elliot Whitehead needs a rest because he's been on there for half an hour, mm. you have to use an interchange to get Elliot Whitehead off the field. Yeah. So that would completely negate that.
4: Don't you reckon, like, Horsburgh looks like the kind of, like, you'd really like to have a few beers with? Oh, like, yeah. 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 I look at him, and I'm like, he, he would get real loose, wouldn't he? Oh, would he? <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, you're
2: still in the case for a big guest, by the way, too. Oh, yes, so, yes. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 A break. I'm back with more. This is Crunch Time, all thanks to Isuzu.
0: Yeah, g'day, Sats. I'll tell you what, massive week of multis last week. And I think uh, both yourself and the Crunch Time team knocked out in the first go because I don't think anyone was expecting the Knights to be as, as good as they were against the Roosters. So, unfortunately, no good there. I know you got one leg up, though, Sats, so obviously, showing you're the star of the Crunch Time team. But, um, uh, obviously, you've bounced back on Thursday, hitting a little multi because the storm, I mean, they left it literally to the last seconds. But... Hit a nice little four dollar multi there.
1: Yeah, it was outstanding, wasn't it, Josh? It was. Yeah, uh, you know, we when they were fourteen 0 up. You know, whoever thought that uh, the Bunnies were going to be able to come back to make it the the game that they did to go down to Golden Point. Um, a lot of people got confused actually when you think about the uh, the Melbourne winning. But but because it's fourteen all at full time, that's the draw is the full time is the full time bet, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly right. So, um, but, you know, that's all right. I think the fact that, uh, you reckon Papenhausen is going to be, I mean, is he going to already challenge for New South Wales fullback?
1: No, I don't think so. I think Pedesco <laughs> will always have that tied up. Uh, yeah. Tom boy, Rich, will always have that center position tied up. And Freddie Fitler. I think he might use Papanausen as a bit of a shock weapon off the bench, to be quite honest. So just at times that an outside back may go down, that he might have yeah. Ryan Papanausen. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, yeah. I know a lot about Dabble, Josh, of course. But yeah. just let the listeners who don't know much about Dabble, what Dabble's about.
0: Yeah, so Dabble is a new betting app, giving punters a new experience. So obviously you can do your standard betting, but there's also so much more on offer. So you've got uh, usual markets, as I just said, but think about Twitter, think about WhatsApp combined with betting. So when you sign on to any sort of social media feed, you might be seeing a journalist telling us something or someone sharing a photo of what they're up to. But instead on Dabble, what we've got is people sharing their bets. And sharing their multis. And the good thing about it is when you follow those people, you can just copy their bet straight away. It's pretty awesome.
1: So I do love the banner, but yeah, one area of the, uh, the app I do love, uh, listeners, also, is if you're looking to have a dabble, is that, yeah, exactly like you said, Josh, the copy bet. All you've got to do is push one button, copy that bet.
0: Uh, let's look ahead and see what the Crunch Time team are offering up. Of course, you can follow the Crunch Time NRL team if you want. They're going Titans to beat Warriors. Uh, Crinella the win against the Eels and Raiders by one to twelve against the Cowboys. What do you think in Do you like that bet?
1: Yeah, I don't mind that actually. I, you know, when we talk about my multi, I've, uh, I've I've looked at the the Gold Coast home game against New Zealand Warriors today as well. I think a lot of people are thinking that the way the Gold Coast played last week that um, there might be some some easy money there with the Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, I've got a 4 league multi this week with uh, the NRL and the Round 1 of the AFL. Of course, the AFL kicking off this week. Uh, Wednesday night was the first game. But my first league of the multi, Josh, uh, head-to-head, Gold Coast to win over New Zealand Warriors. A second league of the multi, I've got total points in the Sharks' first Parramatta game. Over 42.5 points, total points for both sides. Um, I think there could be a lot of points scored in that game. There could be anywhere from 60 to 70, I think, if uh, both teams open up. Third leg multi well. head to head again. Canberra going up to North Queensland. I think um, Canberra head to head will uh, will beat North Queensland. I think they played at a really good pace last week, and I don't think North Queens will be able to go with them. And the final leg, Joshi, of course, is the round one of the AFL. Brisbane Lions head-to-head to, head to beat Port Adelaide at the Gabba.
0: Well, I'm going to copy that one, Sats, and, of course, go on, have a dabble, dabble socially and gamble responsibly.
2: Oh, yeah, we're gearing up for Saturday footy thanks to Dometic Patrol, an icebox with a sense of adventure. Mm. Uh, my young son's got a sense of adventure, one of my boys. He's mm. at that age, boys, where, you know when you go into the football for the first time just with your mates? Yeah. He's doing that today. Oh,
3: That's
2: yeah. Good. Do yeah. they get a free pass? The school pass back in the school day. Pass. I don't know if they do. No, no. I Bring don't. it
4: back. Yeah, they need it back. I don't well, think they do. Do you ever jump the fence at the footy and get in for free? Did you ever do that? Jump the fence? Yeah. No. Jump the fence like the fences no, no, never I mean, used to be as good as they are now. But yeah. Do you know when I played down at um, uh, for South Newcastle and uh, down at Towns and Oval, uh, Rock Art Cricket Pitch in the mm. middle. the... Daniel Johns, silver chair. Oh, yeah. He lived directly across the road. And the amount of times I saw him jump the fence to get in when it was three bucks to get in. Oh. And I think he just didn't want to have any contact with anyone. So he just jumped the <laughs> yeah. fence. You look over and here's this bloke with no shoes on, you know, my makeup or whatever. And he's loving the footy. For some reason.
2: i tell you what, um, three big games coming up. SCN have got you covered. Braybrook, Sattler, Belcher coming up after 3 o'clock. Well, after 2 o'clock, they're going to preview the game on NRL Nation. Looking forward to that. Gearing up for today's footy, thanks to Dometic. Everything you need for adventures, big or small. Mobile living made easy. Dometic have got you covered. Dometic Outdoor. And don't forget, Crunch Time is now on Sunday all year in 2022. Jaleesa Apps, James Magnuson have got you covered tomorrow from noon before the action is called from NRL Nation, 3 p.m. night's Versus the Tigers, so there you go. They're looking forward to that. Carlin Palmer repeating the news. He is out now. Spud, mm. where you at, mate? We've asked you to get Russell Crow. What's yeah.
3: happened there? Got, him. He, you got No, him? He, no. He said, "Um, oh, here we go. He's a little bit busy. Oh,
4: you got, you got, bri- you got
3: brushed. Well, first, Russell, first you know time time. Well,
4: it's funny, Spud. That you should mention that because earlier in the show, if you're just tuning in, I got mm. Chris Lee's the horse trainer on. Mm. Spud one up to me. Got Gary Portelli. He's at the Slipper today. Massive get. I couldn't have let it go. And knowing that he was trying to get... The reason why Russell Crowe is busy... not know him. ...is because I've actually
5: got him on the show. You
4: so know him. Yes, sir. Oh, come, come on. on <laughs> uh, Russell, are you there?
5: Good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Good afternoon, boys. How are you guys going today?
3: Russell Crowe. This oh. is incredible. Oh, uh, rusty. You
5: want to say hello to the great Spud Carol, Russ? Hi, boys. How's everybody going this afternoon?
3: I can't believe he's brushed me. How'd you get him? <laughs> Talk to him. He's your mate. Well, I'm a little bit disappointed. Mate, you must have been very happy the way the, uh, the way the uh, the rabbits went the other night.
5: Mate, it was only a matter of, you know, one point. And, you know, we can always win that back, you know, as, as the season progresses. But for now, you know, I've got bigger things, bigger worries at the moment. I'm just, I'm out in the boat, you know. I've gone through half a bucket of darts so far. And you know, all I can think of is... Mike Cannon-Brooks wants to buy this out. And <laughs> whole green.
4: <laughs> uh, do you still talk to Wayne at all, uh, Russell?
5: Well, as a matter of fact, you know, we're in a bit of a meeting at the moment. And oh. uh, Wayne is on the other side of the room. Wayne, come over here, mate. Uh, we've got a couple of boys want to talk to you. Over wow. Here.
3: Well, bye, scoop. Bye,
5: wow.
2: Wayne, you there? How's the dolphins going, mate? Put it to
5: your mouth, mate. Put it up. <laughs> <laughs> you there, Wayne? Uh, It's not the bloody press, is it? Hello? (laughs) Hello?
4: Hello, Wayne, are you there? Uh, Thanks for joining us, mate. How's the dolphins looking?
5: Oh, hey, hey, Stephen, yeah. uh, Yeah, not too bad, you know. We're we're doing a lot of research on, you know, the dolphins. We haven't really got a club or a ground or, you know, a pond or anywhere to put the bloody dolphins (laughs) at the moment. But, you know, Russell wants to buy us a big bloody tank or something, you know, we're going to see about an aquarium or maybe, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just doing some research on you know what we know about dolphins. <laughs> and, uh, you, get, you know, they only sleep with half their brain, don't
4: you? I, I did not know that, Russell. Um, have you got any other signings?
5: Oh, well, well, you know, uh, for today's news, we've got to put our eyes on uh, Kaelin and Ponga. And, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. You, you can't keep up with social media these days. I'm 172 years old, so <laughs> it's not easy.
4: Hey Wayne, is mate? Because we've got um uh, the great Spud here. Jeff Toovey not at your house?
5: Yeah, he's sitting on the couch over there, just watching. <laughs> I don't know investigations doing? on Steven mate, or something. <laughs> hang on a minute. I, 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 hang on a sec. Yeah, take the phone. There you go.
3: Toobs. Hello. Right. <laughs> what are you doing up there?
7: we're sitting down we're talking
2: about different dolphins we're
7: talking about investigation <laughs> <laughs> hey <tubs>. ridiculous <laughs> so many things need to be investigated Right, hey tomorrow, mate. couldn't get a car we got to go we got
2: to go pretty, um, pretty, um, pretty say, pretty uh, say goodbye uh, to Wayne and Russ for us as well mate <laughs> crunch time's done the footy coming up on the other side of this NRL nation sorry about the noise my neighbour's
1: sanding his deck my motto don't work on your deck Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.